Actually, let me show up. You actually did that a lot better than I've ever done it. So anyway, can y'all believe this? K-Shed on Cuff listeners, we have something very, very special in our studio today. He is my nephew, and I remember every time I see him, I remember him as this little old, like, one-foot-tall little, not gremlin. I ain't saying gremlin. You definitely don't look like a gremlin, but you were that small and, like, that quick and just all over the place at the house. And that's, and I'm just like, I turn around, I'm like, all of a sudden, he's all grown up. How old are you, 19 now? 18. 18? 18. 19. 19, yeah, 19, and I'm just like, you know, a grown man got this thick beard, and I've never been able to grow anything on my face, really. He's all like a grown man now. I remember this one time when you were a little, little one, Dylan. You're about two to three years old. You may not remember. I'm sure you don't, but you're at your grandma's house, and I'm playing with you, and everybody's in the kid watching, and I have you up in my arms, and I just lift you way, way up up over the top of my head, right? I said to everybody, watch this. And I pretended like I was dropping you and I like ducked down to the ground and just let you free fall all the way where where I caught you like almost a foot away from the ground. Oh, look. My dad, dad, your granddad said, oh, my God, I've never seen anybody with that much look of fear in this life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Here you are today, man. What's going on today? Are you at the campus? Uh, Yep, I'm still on campus. It's, uh, It's finals week. Uh, you know, just no no practices or workouts right now. They're giving us a little time to, you know, a um, little optional time, basically. We're getting a new facility as well, so it's all under construction. Really? And, um, yeah, so it's going to be really nice. And uh, How much more advanced can freaking Michigan State get with their facility? Man, I don't know, man. But it's, it's, it's really nice. One day, you know, it gets you out here, and I'll tell you around that place. I'll tell you what, man. I'm, I've never been more proud of, uh, of anybody, really, man. I mean, um, you know, you've grown up and tell us about a, a gist of the ride that you went through, man. I mean, you know, grew up in West Bloomfield. Yep, yep. So really Farmington Hills. Um, that's where the house is. And uh, West Bloomfield uh, High School and, um, you know, Powerhouse High School, sort of. Um, a lot of players come out of there, a lot of great teammates, uh, a lot of leadership and, and skill and um, team leadership roles and team roles. Um, we got guys all over the country that, you know, I was blessed enough to play with. And hopefully, you know, we stay connected as we are now and um, everybody goes to the level they want to be at. You know? So, yeah. Well, first things first, though, huh? You're concentrating on, on schooling and everything like that. Uh, what major are you? I'm So I was a business uh, management uh, major. I just switched to advertising management. So a little bit not as um, <clears throat> rigorous, per, per se, you know, but uh, still to a point where I can go into business or I can go into marketing, or I can go into communications, anything, like any anything such as, like, you know, using my voice and networking with people that I've been doing for, like, since high school, sort of, you know, just meeting people because at some point, people you're going to meet, some of those people are going to be millionaires, and you want to be able to know those people. <laughs> so, yeah, be friends with people. Build that network all over the place. Uh, yeah. You sound so grown, man. You sound like a business <laughs> major already, man. Like you you know, that's so that's fantastic. I mean, has Michigan State been everything you've been hoping it was? To keep it completely real? No. Cause you know, <laughs> um, I got here and we went 
after going. This is uh, called K shit uncuffed, man. We nothing unfiltered. Yeah, nothing unfiltered. I mean, so that football wise, really good season twenty twenty one. But I was still in high school. Um, then I get here for my freshman year. I play all twelve games. I'm actually have the uh, most uh, most special team reps by any freshman to ever come through Michigan State University in history. So I, I got that in my belt. Uh, yeah. I got two starts as a freshman and everything. But at the end of the day, we went five and seven. And I, I'm not used to that. And we have a fight at the school down the road. That sucked. That kind of ruined some things. Pulled some really good players away from the team. And then, um, you know, stuff like that where stuff just hasn't been to where we wanted it. But we know it's somewhere in there. It's, it's coming soon. And then we get to this year, you know, get a get a coach fired, and then finish the season four and eight. New coach, new players. Uh, it's it's, it's kind of like, yeah, not what I was expecting. But I, I do love this place. I grew up a state fan. Um, nothing, you know, has like been like, okay, yeah, you don't need to spend your time here at all. Um, yeah. Well, so it's it's so awesome that you brought that up because uh, I actually wanted to talk to you about that because when you were a little little one. Um, you know, I don't, I can't remember what league it was, uh, you know, midget league or whatever you guys <laughs> it out there in Michigan, but your, yeah. your mom, you know, my sister, she would always call me. Uh, she would, so, she was so stressed out. She's like, Oh my God, we just got back from the game. Um, and, and Dylan was highly upset because the team wasn't playing well. And he was, I think he was throwing his helmet down and he, he was just getting those kids faces and stuff and yelling and screaming. And she's like, what do I do? Nothing. That's what yeah. you want. That's the sign of a true leader at that age. I mean, obviously, if he starts grabbing other kids and getting in their face and around, <laughs> then that's a problem. But if he's letting his true emotions out, that means he hates to lose. And he's a yeah. true competitor. And as he grows and grows, it's going to start becoming clearer what the motivation is for his, you know, his demeanor being just kind of amped up like that. And his teammates are going to start keying in on that and feeding off that. It's a true right. leadership skill that, you know, and I apologize. I actually wasn't even really thinking about that because I've always been a Michigan State fan. So I watch, when I watch the games, I watch the games, enjoy a really good game and see everybody. Well, I have forgotten all about the inner drama that, that has gone down over your last couple of years, man. And, and it couldn't have been easy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I apologize for that, man, for you having to experience that. Oh, no no need to apologize. I mean, it's, I think it's, it's a real, real world. And, you know, a group like this, you're not, nothing's going to be perfect. Uh, nothing is perfect in this world. Um, and uh, really just got to battle through adversity. Um, now, now with, you know, new staff, it's really a whole clean slate. And what my goal is, um, I think I'll be able to do it, but it's just getting my teammates to be on the same page to let the past go, be able to move on. Cause if we keep dwelling on the past, we're never going to get to where we want to be or even come close to it. We're just going to continue to be an average football team. And we don't have time for that. I hate losing. The more you win, the more recognition you get, the more credit you get to go to the next level as well. And we, Perfect example from high school, you know, not a lot of guys were getting looks from colleges or something until we won that state championship. Now, everybody on the defense, I think everybody on the defense except, like, one guy went D1, like, D1, Mac, D2 at the minimum, like, has gotten, like, a shot, and, and we didn't win that state championship, and we, you know, it probably wouldn't have happened. So, 
I'm trying to spread that word. Like, man, God, the more we win, the more effort we give, and the more we love football and care about football, you have a better chance in getting where you want to be at the end of the day. And they're, they're asking me, like, you know, um, for some reason, you know, you know, I guess they, I guess they like me already. <laughs> but uh, Who's this they, ask, day? Who's this day? You gotta get some day. Uh, the, the new staff, the new staff, the new staff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coach, uh, Coach Smith, Coach, Coach Adams. Um, hey, Ashley, what do you, what do you look for in like a player or one of your teammates? Man, I, I, I told him I'm like, I mean, I had it all written down right here, but uh, <laughs> from the top of my head, I was like. A guy that loves football, a guy that's physical, a guy that um, is not dramatic and sensitive about stuff that may happen, um, and a guy that's, like, a good person. Because without good people, it's really, really hard to be successful when 120 guys on the team. Like, it's a very, very hard. Because one bad person can turn another bad person and just keep going down and keep going down. We always said it as a group of three we call a group of three that talk, that's talking bad about the program. We call that the fellowship of the miserable. And the fellowship of the miserable can, can uh, take that poison and um, take it to other people and it just keeps growing. And our fellowship of miserable is freaking 25 guys. It's 20, that's 15, 20% of the team. Now, I was like, we're not on the same page. How do we expect to win? Yeah. <laughs> so, and that is so perfectly said, young man. It's so crazy. 19 to be that well put together. Uh, but the whole thing, though, you you have to understand that it's not on all on you guys. So you guys sound like you got some great team leadership. It's just over the last couple of years, the head coaches or the coaches, let me just say the coaches in general, yeah. just haven't been able to have that strong backbone that's needed. It's surprising. You know, I mean, obviously, we're talking about the, the firing of, of Mel. I mean, you know, and I was a big fan. And I uh, I remember, obviously, when, when he was recruiting you, one of the best photos I remember seeing was him coming to your school. And that one photo with him, he's a big old uh, imposing-looking dude anyway. And you got my nephew yeah. right here at his high school, sitting there t- taking a photo with the head coach. And, I, and yeah. the head coach has this beautiful smile on his face, like, yes, we got our guy. And I'm just like, this is going to be tight. Uh, to be honest with you, Dylan, then I started watching his interviews when he's being talked to by some of these reporters, and his answers and his responses just weren't sharp. I don't know why. They just weren't sharp. And I'm just like, if I was a Michigan State ball player, I, I would be a little bit kind of like, Coach, what are you talking about? Why are you yeah. not keeping us up, man? Let's go. I feel you. So really, like, some of the answers that – the public may see um, may not be exactly what's going on in the building. So what our thing was, especially when this head coach was like, who matters most and who needs to know all the information that's going on are people sitting in the team room. Like during that team meeting, he would say stuff like that. Um, which which I, which I get it. And I was like, dang, okay, the media is looking at us this way or the media is looking at us this way. But at the end of the day, <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting fights against other schools in the tunnel. That's not a good look for us at all. And um, good point. I, Coach Tucker, I, I love Coach Tucker. I mean, yeah. still love him. And um, let me jump in there. So I, no, I get it. I mean, you're big Tucker. Yeah. And, and I wanted to ask you about that fight. Didn't it just happen just out of the blue? But I, I don't know if it was all your guys' fault. Um. Okay. So you know, the game's over. I'm one of the last people to come up because you know 
like I was saying, high school, I got, I had, last year I had three teammates on that team and a, and a football coach. So my head coach from high school is their receiver coach now. Yeah. Um, so I was trying to say hi to everybody. Right. So once they, they're forcing our team up the ramp to go first so there wouldn't be no issues. But somehow, some way, they let two of their players come up and, you know, a game like that, they're talking absolute crazy, even though they only scored five field goals. You want how are you top top five teams scoring five field goals? <laughs> my bad. My bad. My bad. A little off topic. But they're talking complete <laughs> crazy. And um, you know, you talking crazy and then you get to pushing the guy, now nah, it's it's not gonna go well. <laughs> not gonna go well. Uh, not at all. Um it should have been stopped at the at the point. Uh they shouldn't have been up there at all. And there wouldn't be no problems. Now we still got guys battling those cases from till today. Like wow. it's crazy. So we had guys, you know, missing practice just to go to court. Oh. And, like, we don't have time for that. Like, like, no way they think it's that hectic and that aggressive to press charges on guys. Like, wow. like I mean, it's football. You're going to have some type of aggression. But nice. at the end of the day, y'all supposed to stop this action before you even came close to it. That's one of my biggest problems that, uh, you know, I got to kind of be kind of guarded because uh, who knows where Harbaugh, Coach Harbaugh might be. <clears throat> <laughs> next year he might end up out in vegas so i gotta be careful a little bit uh but i didn't like his reaction to that whole thing this dude jumps on the uh, tv saying those criminals beat up my guys and they just yeah them. and i'm just like what what did he and it's like video it's like you you a grown you a grown man yeah. speaking on young men that already have issues with, you know, fans and, and people in our in our social media telling us to kill ourselves and telling us to go over here and, man, you deserve to be in jail, calling us thugs, felons, calling us N-words, everything. So, it's, yeah. So, even, I was just in the video. I, I'm in the background just looking at the stuff because I know if I, you know, if I got involved, that's not right for me. That's not a good look. I don't got time for that. So, but I'm just in the video. I'm getting death threats. I'm getting called a thug, a felon, a uh, criminal. You deserve to go to jail. Go, you know, you off your show. Like, all that. Nah, nah. Because it's over now. I, I, you know, I took it the right way. Just didn't respond. And then went to a assessed level. We had the right to report the stuff and actually, you know, take legal action against those people. So, but that was with a lot of us. And most of us just in the video. And... Did not know you that. get that from you know a school that has those fans that are kind of like outrageous and are trolling with the with all this stuff going on. At the end day, with young men, okay, we don't need to be fighting there, but it happened. You don't need to yeah, do all this that. extra. And then, as a head coach, why are you egg egging it on? Thank you. For what? Hey, hey, hey guys, you see how closely knitted me and my nephew are, man. It's because I've always been there around him from every stage of uh, his development from uh, little league football to uh, high school, you know, to college now. And I always make sure that I check on him. And the moment I hear something that just does, that sounds odd, then yeah, I kind of, hey man, uh, let's let's meet up for coffee or whatever. I don't have to do that at all because Dylan is so well together. And it's because of your, you know, you, the way you were growing up, man, your mom and dad taught you well is because their mom and dad taught them well. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, you yeah. know, I, yeah, I love my parents. I tell them all the time, you know, I'm extremely grateful and blessed to have both of them in my lives um, and always being step for step. 
to this day, my dad still never missed any of my football games. He's been to every single one. So it was like wow. great to have that. And the fact that he takes passion in that is, is crazy. So <laughs> well, he's living through you. And so yeah. is your <laughs> uncle, because I've always been a Michigan State fan. And mm-hmm. uh, I've always thought that they had an amazing stadium. Those uniforms are just super dope. Um, apologize, listeners, if that nobody uses super dope anymore. I'm trying to go through, so I throw a little word back in here and there. But my nephew and his teammates look good in those uniforms. You know, but we were talking earlier, Dylan, that your junior year is, I don't want to use the word money year, but your junior year is year in, whether it's junior year in high school and now it's junior year in college, that's usually the year where scouts start checking you out and they know that that person has developed and matured in, in some t- type of level where they can really start like having a grown man conversation with this particular person. So your junior year is a pretty big year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, learning from high school junior year has kind of prepared me. It's like the tip of the iceberg. For now, just because your junior year, as soon as that starts, recruiters and uh, scouts from colleges can come to like talk to you, can talk to you on the phone at any time, at any point. And, um, you know, this is the year that is really, this is what they're really going to look at. Because sometimes your senior, maybe you might, who knows if you go back your senior year. So with my college, uh, college experience, senior year or junior year coming up, I'm just looking at it like, how can I make myself the best person I can be? off the field and on the field. What can I do to continue getting better, working on my craft, and also getting myself noticed as many times as possible because at the end of the day, I mean, I want to be at that next level. That's what, if you, if you want, if you want something really bad, enough, you got to work for it. It's not just going to give it to me. So that's, that's how I see it. And how I call it money years because obviously, I mean, <laughs> you, you know, you get that, right. get that call, you get that call, man. It, it's some money on the table, man. <laughs> that's just be real. <laughs> that's how this world works now. It's you know, college, NIL stuff. It's, it's money years, and um, that's just what it is. So, but especially, you know, just go out there, show out, win some football games, maintain leadership and everything. So. Hey, there's a... I remember, what, and I don't know if you knew this, because I don't know if you watched the, the live version of the games. Obviously, I know you guys watch practice film after the game, and you get coached up. Sometimes they yep. coaches or used to coach way back in the days. They come in, and they sit in there like, what in the heck were you doing to this play? And, then, <laughs> and other coaches come from all over the place. And they just hammer, they just hammer it down. That's what like to to go through uh, you know film study after the game and all that stuff. So obviously having thick skin and all that stuff is very very important. But uh, this year you guys played Minnesota, right? This year we did. Yep. I, there there was a play where you were on this dude like glue. Just uh, he ran like a ten yard out and you just hawked him and um, uh, you know followed him. You were all shadowed him very well. Up, and then at the last minute, you knocked the ball loose, but they threw a pass interference flag on you. Yeah, and I'm looking at it like, pass interference? And what was so cool was the announcers all looked at the replay and like, they're like, pass interference? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's some really good defense right there. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So you're getting noticed. I, you know, I'm trying my best. Um, with the thick skin, uh, I built that my freshman year of college. I, I had a uh, enrolled early and they had asked me what position I wanted to play. I said, okay, I want to play defense because it was really running back or defensive back. So I said, okay, I want to play defense. Um, I came in playing the nickel back and they were like, okay, we want to try you at Sean safety. So I learned Sean safety and then another week came by. Um, we want you to learn free safety. 
Another week came by. We need you to know. We need you to know strong safety and corner. So learning both of those. So really, I played all five positions in the uh, defense backfield. And uh, <laughs> with that being so young and learning so much defense, because in high school I didn't play zone coverage. We, it was all man at any point. Um, even if, if that was an overtop safety or is that playing nickel in the slot corner. Uh, so. Man, it, it was some rough days. It was some rough days. <laughs> it was, it was not a rough, rough day for me. I can't see because I was expecting some calls and some rough days, but you must, uh, you must have figured it out. So, I mean, it was like, it wasn't really keeping it to myself, but it was like, okay, Dylan, you're growing up. You want to be here. You want to make plays. You want to help this team win. So let's keep going with it. Keep taking the coaching, and soon it will pay off. And it did, and, and luckily it did my freshman year. So a rough day would look like um, putting in a new defense. I'm learning nickel. Nickel is probably the hardest position to learn because it, it's running past responsibility at every any given moment you're out there on the field. But it's really fun to play. And once you get it, you're, you're good. And it took me a second to get it because they moved me from nickel to strong and they moved me all these different places. Now it's a little harder and took a little longer for myself because they got me playing all this stuff and I got to know it. Um, so it be a few days where I, I come there. We had a lot of older guys in the room and then just be like, hey, you on my head or you on my head? I got the, I got two coaches, well, really three because Coach Tucker will always be in our meetings. And then they got the two DD coaches. Oh, <laughs> so you got that. And then you got the older guys, man, cutting me out, man, dealing with the, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> like, man. it's like, golly. I, and, and sometimes, you know, me and so young, you just got to sit back there just mad. And, but how I was then, I would respond and not just give silence. And um, now I can respond and give uh, actual critical thinking answer because I know that I knew the defense so well. Now we're playing a whole new beat, but I knew the defense so well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you might have you might have some of that uh, uh, Murphy's Law luck that your uncle has. Every single time, I mean, my my final year in the pros was with the Washington Redskins at the time, right? And they had this uh, player personnel head guy who's named uh, Charlie Brown, one of the best receivers in the NFL. Uh, and then he became their admin, one of their admin guys, player personnel guys. So that one year I had, I said to myself, I'm either going to break through and become a mainstay starter or I'm shutting it down. And yeah. I remember getting called into the office from Charlie uh, and he's like, man, it's so great that we found you. Because I was running routes on guys like Champ Bailey once I broke I <laughs> I did a comeback route on him. You can't even see him on the video. He turned oh, and ran, geez. thought that I was going deep, that he was scared, and oh, I broke Lord. it off, and it was great. So he said, you're going to be a main part of this whole thing next year. You come on in, learn the offense and stuff like that, and we're going to really, really get you going and all that stuff. I don't know why you haven't really kind of developed just yet, but we really like what you can bring. All of a sudden, everybody yeah. gets fired. <laughs> they bring in Buddy yeah. Schottenheimer. And uh, Charlie Brown gets fired, all that stuff, and then I get fired and cut. So you got to be mindful of that stuff that that you can prepare mm-hmm. all you want to, uh, as long as you're able to clear that slate like a mm-hmm. with not much trouble and figure. Okay, I got a new coaching staff in now. I got to learn all this now. Yeah, I mean, really, the hard part was was definitely learning the um, the zone defenses. I mean, anybody can play man, follow your man, learn the right leverage. Learn where your help is. That's easy. 
our zone, what drop, what leverage, what check, what, what are we going to? Um, and like I said, I never did that. So now that I know something now, I think it would be a lot easier now. Uh, mm-hmm. And if I you know, mess up, it's okay. It's messed up. It's football. You're going to mess up at some point. You're not going to be perfect. And at the end of the day, you just got to be able to learn from it and move on. Um, I remember from this past season, my coaches had, they would literally tell me, you know, something happened. I love the way you can move on and continue playing. And that's really big as playing, especially at corner, because, man, you're playing against a quarterback, probably the smartest guy on the field, and you're playing against a receiver that's probably the most athletic guy on the field. And you're playing against both of those every single time. And then they bring you in tight. You got to play the run. So, <laughs> as you can see, I love talking ball. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, we got some young football players up and coming, man. So this is critical stuff for them to listen to. Yeah, so you got to be able to, you know, crack in plays, make the tackle on the big 240-pound running back that's coming around the horn really hard. And uh, you got to be able to show up. My my coach, Coach Salgado, love the guy. Learned a lot from the smartest guy, probably know uh, with the football stuff. And he's always like, man, it's in your contract. You can't fall down. You got to be able to tackle. <laughs> you can't fall contract. down and you got to be able to tackle? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, he's, now, yeah. Yeah. He's, um, that was good. Great guy. Taught a lot. He's gone now. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't hire him back. But now he's with the Washington. He's uh, helping out their staff. It's crazy. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, I mean, but it sounds like, like you got the plans and stuff like that are, are ready. So maybe this new uh, coaching staff, you know, uh, we were talking about that, but they came from Oregon State, huh? <laughs> yeah. That's where your cousin yeah. goes to? Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I told my little cousin, I'm like, I'm sorry for taking the coach. <laughs> He's <laughs> a good smile. one. He's a good one, man. He's a good one. Yeah, he, I think so, too. Have you met him yet? I have met him. Um, I met him as a team, and uh, I met with him individually three times. He's called me in there himself, and uh, I guess they see a little something in me. <laughs> um, so Coach Barnett, the guy I really love, he was our interim head coach from this past season, you know, after Coach got fired, and um, he was in there, and as I'm going to go meet, Coach Barnett wanted to say hi to him and uh, before, right before I met the guy. So I, this, is, this is what Coach told me as he, when he came to sit down with me. He said, man, I just spoke to Coach Barnett. He feels, you know, you're a great guy. I'm, you're going to give me everything you got. You're hardworking, and you're a leader here. Um, so I'm like, okay, I'm glad. I'm, I'm really happy y'all think that about me. And, it, and stuff, I'm, stuff I'm doing is paying off. Like, sometimes you never, you don't get the recognition or get told you're, you know, you're, you're doing good things. And um, for some people, that's like one of their techniques is like they want you know, they won't tell you because they want you to continue getting better, continue giving 100% effort, 100% of the time. And um, to hear that, that really, you know, touched my heart because, you know, I'm, I'm doing something. I, I keep wanting – and even though I heard it, I still want to continue getting better and continue giving everything I got, so. Man. Yeah, man. I don't, hey, I don't know if, how much better you can get. You already – I mean, you played you know, true, true freshman at Michigan State University. You came yeah. here – you know, there, there was there was a couple of the articles, uh, the college football weekly type articles saying uh, Dylan Tatum's going to be competing for the starting cornerback position with these two other people. Dylan goes in there and he does what he has to do. And then you look and he's the starter. Um, you want to Dylan, is, he's my nephew. So obviously I got to make sure I don't come off too biased, but I would picture you as someone who's at the Grand Canyon. Right. And this is a little thing. <laughs> But you, you get to this cliff, 
that's way at the top of the Grand Canyon, and there's no way to go back down, right? And the only other way to continue moving forward is to jump across this 100-foot cliff to the other side of the Grand Canyon, right? So mm -hmm. now... Picture that, everybody. And Dylan's just standing there trying to figure out how to do it. And and everybody in their right mind would say there's absolutely no way that this is going to happen. All of a sudden, the commercial or whatever clicks out, and then it comes back in, and now Dylan's running up the other side of the, the cliff on the other side of the Grand Canyon, going up and further. How he got there, I don't know. Nobody knows. But that's what my nephew brings to the table. He doesn't need to be told how good he is. He already knows. And he goes out there and he does what he has to do to help his team win on a steady basis, play by play. And I can tell you, I already know that, that that's what the coach Smith, the new coaches coming in. That's what they need because that's like a strong team leader. And after these last two years, man, the Michigan State fans, the your teammates, you guys have to experience what it's like to be that top dog in the Big Ten. And I think that that's what's going to happen here soon, man. You got your coaches probably in the right place now, uh, setting up big things. So I'm excited for you, man. I was happy when you, uh, you know, I mean, that you got a chance to meet Coach Smith already. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. He's a great guy. I haven't met his family yet, but he's talked about him. Uh, but the first day we met him as a team, he shared his vision. And when I met him with his, uh, individually, he reiterated his vision. He was like, you know, I want to come in here, win football games, bring championships. I want to, you know, bring great players here through the portal because, you know, when something like that, guys are going to leave. That's just that's the reality. And, um, and for the NIO aspect, he won't wants to spread the wealth. He doesn't want guys, you know, making so much money to a point where a guy that contributing but doesn't have like the biggest um biggest name or the biggest playmaker but like it's not making nothing we want people to you know be able to get a piece of something because <clears throat> having everybody you know on the same page and guys you know getting knowing that their work is paying off in some way or earning something to help their families and per se and then you know, live a little more comfortable as a college student. Um, it's, it's very good, and it, it means a lot to the guys. So I, I'm by, I'm bought into the vision for her. <laughs> so, because I, I I told him I'm like I just want to win, and what it's going to take is going to take great players. It's going to take great staff. Um, at the end of the day, we're playing the game. I just got to you know true. help help teachers and help learn. Or help, help teachers, and we're going to help learn what you guys are teaching to um be successful out there. Who's your favorite team to play against? Favorite team to play against. Yeah. Mm. Those big stage games, man. Like, we played against four, no, three top five teams this year. Um, but I only played nine games. I had a little injury after the Nebraska game. Um, so Washington, Michigan, and Ohio State were all top five teams when we played them. And, you know, playing on those type of stages. Wow. I played against... Um, Michigan and Washington. Not, I didn't get a chance to play against Ohio State this year, but last year they're obviously in the same position, and that's why I recorded like four tackles as a freshman. That's strong safety. So playing against those bigger teams, um, I didn't know you know five star here, five star there, all this you know great player there, and you're playing on the same level or if not better. Um, that's really big. I know when I played against Michigan, um, you know, I. Had a good game, I guess. <laughs> I, I ain't gonna blow my whole head over none, but I think I had a good game. And uh, 
Well, I was told they went back into their locker rooms and like, man, yeah, 21 can play ball. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I like that. I like yeah. it here. Yeah. Hey, do you, <laughs> do you have any type of like back and forth on the phone with uh, Donovan? Because I know yeah, yeah, that was your teammate. Yeah. Once a week. Once uh, a week. <laughs> once a, is it all fun and good games and you guys still good friends? You are still good friends, but we um, talk on the phone once a week with each other, literally. And, uh, yeah, um, cool. and it's, it's yeah, we talk about some funny stuff. And I'll be like, man, uh, I just want to let you know I got to hit you on this play. And so I always bring that up. Like, you, nah, you're not breaking no one-on-one tackle on me. No, sir. <laughs> and you know, what, you know what you guys should do? You know how you have uh, trading cards. Obviously, you get trading cards in uh, Michigan uh, in college and stuff like that, too. One, I think one of the coolest trading cards that you two could do together is one where you're in your, you know, in your uniform and you're lined up, you know, as dressed as the governor. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk about two and you lie and you get that look and you're lined up against Donovan as he's getting ready to come on in with the ball and he's getting ready to come into you and you guys about to clash and he's in his Michigan uniform and you both yeah. have respective colors and stuff. And it's like split view. That to me would be one freaking fantastic trading card. Yeah. You both are like, yeah, slated to be the next big time uh, athletes as you move forward. <laughs> Tell them I said yeah, that. Yeah, y'all should get to work on that. <laughs> I will. I will. No, I still got. I still got your uh, you and I uh, trading card. Oh, uh, one of my my box under my bed. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I still don't know how I caught that ball, bro. <laughs> <laughs> If you look, it's my eyes are closed, and it's against yeah. Iowa State and stuff. So that, like you just said, your biggest moments on a big stage like that are ones that stay with you. And you know, I played a little Northern Iowa, so it was huge for us to go up to Iowa State. You know, and then so that was a that was adrenaline moment. But uh, I was also thinking about that. It actually brought me back to what was so important, and when you said that when you're in your defensive meetings and you have the OG defensive backs of their, you know, kind of like looking at you, come on, man, what are you doing? Obviously they're yeah. doing that to get you ready and to mentor you. Mm -hmm. And I remember, I remember that the year before we played Iowa state, I mean, I had a horrible game. They kicked the ball out deep in the end zone. And for whatever reason, I caught it and I'm in the end zone and I'm like, you know, I'm taking it out. <laughs> I took it out. Yeah. The, the, the <laughs> my, my blocker, uh, was trying to hold me back, and I ran past him. I said, get out of the way, and I ran out the end zone, got hit, fumbled the ball. <laughs> and I guess what I'm getting at is that the same senior guy who was my lead blocker on that who was trying to hold me back, he pulls me to the side. He's like, dude, you're going to be a superstar at this school, and you're going to help win us some games, but it's not time yet. Slow down, okay? Learn the craft, and then your day will come. I was like, you're right. How important is that for a young guy like yourself to hear that for some of these OGs because you're going to be that same guy looking after these young other receivers come or defensive backs next year? Uh, it's, it's really important. Um, it was really my freshman year that I got that uh, because there were so many older guys in my room. And how this year, it wasn't a lot of older guys. I was basically the older guy. Uh, so saying that to the young guys that just got there, I'm like, guys, just take a breath, step back, and, and realize – What's going on? Why do we keep messing up on the same thing? What are we What are we missing? And help explain that to me so I can help you. Because the more we have on the same page, the more we have a chance to 
be able to put you in the game before I go down. So that, that actually like came came to be this year. I go down and we can put you in the game and we can trust you. And um, every game that I was down, I'm on the sidelines and those guys are asking me questions, make sure I, I'm being available to my teammates because you know team player guy. I want to be able to you know give at least all the information y'all would like to hear to help us win football games. Um, especially hearing those from a guy like Xavier Henderson, Kendall Brooks, uh, guys that. Moving on and taking the coaching is, is the big piece. Well said. Well said. Hey, tell me what your what your plans are after football. I gotta be an uncle. After after all football, I like, like to be a coach. Yeah, huh? I think I think I think that would be my first go to. Um, but then then I, I step back and realize, okay, at some point, Dylan, you wanna have a family. <laughs> I see yeah. coaching with their families. It's, it's you just really, keep it real, man. Yeah, it. I'm keeping it completely real. <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah, that's a yeah. real thing right there. Yeah, always moving. Yeah. My coach, like my coach, coach Salgado, he his family still lived in Buffalo where he came, he came from the Bills. His oh. family was still in Buffalo. Away. And yeah, or like my coach, Coach uh, Blue Adams, his family stays in Florida half the year while he's up here working. So like, I wouldn't be able to see my family. I don't know. I'm a big family guy, um, so I don't know how that would work out. So then I looked into I'm like, okay, what about personal training or some type of communications oh, yeah. act or maybe an analyst act, something like that, you know, go out there and be able to talk about sports and football because I'm just, at that point, I'm just talking about what I loved or what I used to love to do or what I love to do, you know, because yeah, well, um, it's going to be really what I'm going to build what my brand is built off of is, you know, personal things, but mm-hmm. football is where the big piece of it. So continuing that legacy of that aspect of, um, you know, football and, you know, put that in, in uh, other places, you know, so yeah. Hey, so everybody, you got to listen to what Dylan just said, you know, because it's so key. His plan is already kind of seated in the back of his mind. So once football does wrap up, he already knows kind of where, which way he wants to go. And I've already seen it because like four or five years, maybe a little bit longer than that. We, it was uh, Christmas break or whatever. And we all went back home to where my, you know, my, my parents live, uh, Dylan's grandparents and stuff back there in Iowa. And, you know, he woke his cousin up, Mercedes, my daughter, Say, girl, get up. And then they, he said, uncle, can you take us? And that's when they could drive. Then <laughs> the park. And then I took him to the park. There's this place called February Park where it's nothing but hills and all these different things. And workout time. It was, yeah, it was workout time. <laughs> I'm just like, holy crap. Self-motivated. They didn't even need to be told what to do. Uh, Sayus needed a little bit of kicking in the butt to get up, but yeah. <laughs> out there, guys, like coming. And I'm not talking about like light workout type stuff. When they did the, you know, the dynamic stretches and all that stuff, and they got all loose, they were working on technique on their acceleration uh, drills and stuff. Uh, and I think that came from the what's the the track thing that you guys just do? Uh, AAU. AAU, yeah. I think the AAU and all that, all the things that you've learned technique-wise was all on display that day and you were teaching Sayus proper technique as well. So I can definitely see you doing that. Yeah. Coach Sherry Tatum was out there as well. And, uh, you know, had a little Cam and Cam the big track star, you know, all hands down to Cam and everything. But no, I like to go on that too, you know. My sister is helping keep me grounded. And, uh, you know, I tell people now, they'll ask me, what do I do stuff for? And I, say, I always say, like, besides family, like, I want to leave the right legacy for people that are, like, up and coming behind that, you know, a person like Cameron, a person like Sayers, 
or a person like all these football players that I talked to from Little League mm-hmm. that are still playing Little League. You know, I want to be a, you know, I'm doing the right thing and I'm not doing it just for myself. I'm doing it to help lead these people in my life to the right direction. And um, I use that as motivation a lot because sometimes it gets hard, especially this year. It got really, really hard to, you know, keep going. And um, yeah. my, my mind was just like... <clears throat> No, like how bad? I can it be get? Here. Yeah, it, can it get much worse? Because <laughs> like, it seemed like every week it was like we use it as man. It's like we're getting kicked in the nuts like every single week. It's <laughs> something different. Because yeah. I, I told you the big things, but there was like other small things. It was like golly, man, it, it hasn't stopped. And uh, that's the thing about you know real life. You're gonna have adversity. You're gonna have to battle it. And at some point, you have to move on from it. And that's gonna be the big thing moving forward and moving on from it. Love it. How'd you get this nickname, the Governor? This Governor came from running track. <laughs> it's one of the track parents. Uh, it, it really started off as, as the mayor, uh, Mayor Tatum. Um, and I was like, man, I, y'all don't get it, y'all don't know. So going back to that networking thing, uh-huh. I I would love to talk to everyone's parents. Um, oh. You know, and uh, like on my competition, I knew it was going to be something that day. I would keep in touch with them and everything. Um, but how they saw it was like, man, I'm walking, say I'm walking one of my best friends, DJ, man, he, he'll know to walk 20, 20, 30 feet ahead because, or, or behind or something. Cause you know, I'm going to, I'm going to stop at some point. <laughs> so they're like, man, the track parents are like, man, every time I see you, man, it's like you're kissing babies, hugging parents, shaking hands. Introducing yourself here and there, I'm like, it's me. Sometimes <laughs> people uh, just got it, man. <laughs> I like, I, I look at this, these commercials, man. Ovation, dude. You look like you're ready to break off and shipped off to Brazil, where they do all these beautiful commercials uh, on the ocean. <laughs> to yeah, yeah, yeah. How'd that happen? Uh, the ovation came through uh, a family friend, my dad, and uh, Sean came. Sean went to high school together, and he uh, hit up uh, my dad. Then, uh, hey, I got this clone thing. I own it. I would like to get into an NIL space. And we just, you know, and when I shot up from there, he ended up buying me that, that suit. That's fully custom suit. I designed that myself. Uh, on the input, I had input on what the, the smell of the cologne, the new cologne, uh, Ovation for Men's Sport would smell like. So, you know, things were, we're going, you know, going in the right direction. Um, and, you know, it's all, I'm telling you, it goes back to that connection thing. Uh, my dad knew the guy from high school. That's just another network connection um, that, you know, he was able to share with me and had let me do something big with it. And uh, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> this is crazy. So, so much has changed since I played back in days when, um, you know, the Tyrannosaurus Rex was like the, <laughs> the, the, the mean linebacker that you had to face back in those days. You didn't want to have to go up against him. But things have changed so much. But I, as I was coaching this year with our high school out in Brentwood, um, and I was kind of like trying to help out some of our uh, young receivers, you know, when it comes to getting looks from colleges and all that stuff, I reached out to Stanford. And one of the things for Stanford was that their guys, their criteria of who they look at are people who have these crazy business-minded things. And then actually at the same time, they also own and operate their own business right now <laughs> i'm like yeah out of high school they own their <laughs> own business and they're just like yeah, yeah those are requirements now so when you just said what you just said i was like dylan is part of a company where he's creating his own deodorant line and cologne line yeah like, i don't have a yeah i don't have any ownership in it but i have i yeah. when i was saying i have i gave some input on like what it would smell like 
and you know the advertising aspect i'm always on instagram posting about it yeah. um you know put that's money both in my pockets that's basically, basically that's i guess i i was talking to a lot of kids now um that are my age they're like man i think i have uh, this one kid that i'm trying to get to come here and he has two non-profits and he's 19 years old wow. so it's like <laughs> yeah that's people are doing a lot of big things and um going back to like the network and everything what i learned going on all these um, trips and everything just about business, about NIL, about, you know, I went to Alabama about uh, with Selma and how what they went through down there. Just learning things. It's about um, who you know, not all of it about what you know. Who you know will lead you to what you really want to become. And I always keep that in mind, like, what can, you know, just having a simple conversation leading to a, a phone a phone number or a text message can can do simple. Simple stuff, start it there, continue relationship, bang. Oh, I, uh, hey, man, I, I need a job now. <laughs> I got you. I remember you. You had a great conversation. I got you with a job. You're going to make this amount of money. Don't worry about it. I got you. <laughs> like, simple stuff like that can lead all the way to that stuff all the way down the road. And, um, you know... Anytime I get an opportunity at my school to um, take advantage of those type of opportunities, I'm always first one to say, okay, I want to do that. I want to do it. Because, like, why not? You know, if you're here all all year long, why not take advantage of opportunities that are handed to you? And then you never know where they're going to go. So I try to, you know, get my teammates that don't see the same wealth or, you know, and in, in, in those conversations to understand, like, man, football does not last forever. You're going to need a job at some point. Even if you make $100 million, you're probably still going to need a job because who knows what you're going to do with that money? Who knows what's going to happen? Who knows who's going to need it? Um, you never know. So, so glad yeah. you're thinking like that, man. I, you know, obviously, I, my eight years in the league are, are true testaments to, you know, my situation, too. I, stuff that I've seen. You know, I used mm-hmm. to I, I make a joke, but I back when I played, I used to get a, a limousine to go get the mail, man, because my driveway was too long. <laughs> <laughs> Lord have mercy, man. That's a joke. Yeah, I'm about to get you a golf cart. No, but but in, in all honesty, the sooner the the young kids start figuring that out, and I see a tremendous difference in the youngsters nowadays. Millennials take a lot of heat, but in reality, they're more business savvy than you could imagine. And this is important because the NFL, as much as I love you. The NFL is a different beast. Here's a scenario for you. I'd like for you to figure out what this kid did wrong. You know how NFL teams, they have training camps, right? And they have a certain number of kids that they like to bring in for, uh, you know, camp bodies and all that stuff. You want to bring in people, as many people as you can, without having to pay them all that crazy money. Because you might get lucky and get a golden nugget, right? So this particular person was a special teams ace. He had a skill on special teams that was so rare and he's really good at what he does. Uh, he has his primary position on defense that, you know, I mean, uh, okay, kind of maybe undersized, but what he can do on special teams is something that's so elite. He's the type of guy who's always going to get a look and get an invite to a camp. He goes to camps and then when it's time to compete, he's he's kind of like, you know, timid and not very vocal and kind of like waits his turn, not very aggressive. He gets passed over, Right. years of that goes by now teams aren't as quick to sign them for camps and stuff so he called me what am i doing wrong um so i talked to him i listened to him i kind of hear how how his maturity level and all that stuff and i'm seeing what he's doing to promote himself like the little videos and posted on youtube and all that stuff tiktok whatever and he's getting some good exposure 
But when he's getting these opportunities, these camps, he's not talking to the scouts or the coaches in a way that makes them think, oh, we got to sign this guy, right? So there's a pro day that he he was able to get himself part of, you know, three year three or four in the league where it's, it's going to camps, getting cut, going to camps, getting cut, not getting signed all year and getting frustrated, firing agents, yeah. firing new agent stuff. So that went on for a long time, right? He gets, he goes to this particular pro camp and you have paperwork, you have to sign up for the camp and all that stuff. And then it didn't go well. He's like, I can't believe nobody called me back. I'm just like, well, what did you put down on your questionnaire? Oh, just the typical stuff. I put my name, I put my college where I was and all that stuff, my position and everything. And, you know, where I put my agent and all that stuff. I don't really have an agent. So I have a financial guy who I use, right? I'm like, okay, well, what did you say? Well, I put his name. Okay, all right. And then I put in parentheses, he's not really my agent per se. He doesn't handle contracts, but he represents me. <laughs> so you already know where I'm going. Yeah. And I'm looking at him like, what? And he's like, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. No. No. No, don't do that. Dude, it's all about selling stuff. They don't care about all Put that dude's name and move on. And he's like, yeah. really? I didn't want to lie to him. I was like, dude, it's not like that. It's, it's not lying. I mean, it's, if you didn't want to put somebody there, it's, you're so better off putting yourself and saying, I represent myself. I know how to handle this. And like, Boom. you don't want to, at that point, he was talking too much, giving too much information. Wait. You know, you hear, you hear for certain things, the trial, get another shot, you know? Yeah, giving too, so yeah. much information and then, and then not being yourself, you know, from, the, from the speaking and, competing and then being timid probably you know that's not i don't think that i don't know the guy but that's probably yeah. not him being himself so yeah um, that's how I, I see it as you know you got to be able to be yourself got to be able to you know you know take advantage and attack the opportunities that are given out there what are your thoughts on the pros you know going to a room of 90 some guys yes who wants to play there so everybody raises their hand at the end of the day i mean how hard you work what kind of film you put out there what is that team looking for and who's going to advocate for you? Mm-hmm. So going back to that thing, who you know, and um, they know you can play football if you're, that, if you're a baller. They know that. Mm-hmm. Now, can you go in the room and explain the entire defense or they give you a scenario, what what would you run against this offense? Can you go and do that? Can you speak about what the quarterback, his progression is on a route concept? Can, do you know these little things about football? What, what are your smarts? To like how... How smart are you about the game? How are you a good person outside of football as well? Like, what do you do? Um, charity, volunteer work outside of football, outside of the program that's, that puts you ahead of another guy. Because Can I jump in there? Yeah, go ahead. As your uncle, you know, <laughs> I have to jump in there right quick. Yeah. Because <laughs> you were on a roll until you started talking about what do you do, what can you do outside community-wise? Because yeah. we're not talking about two, three years down the road in the NFL when you get all settled in. We're talking about a fresh rookie mm-hmm. straight out of college True. True. into your training True. camp. Now, True. finish what you were saying, but keep on that level of what can yeah. you do for your t- defensive scheme to defeat whatever, right. and how are you going to compete on a daily basis in training camp against that kind yeah. of who yeah. right next to you is another Dylan Tatum and five more right. on the other side of you. That's yeah. How you need to start thinking as far as like on a daily basis, schematics of how you're gonna make that training camp and get and mm-hmm. sacrifice everything. You know, there might be times when if 
I'm sorry I have to say this, but there might be times when an auntie or an uncle or somebody might call after a long day of training camp practices. This is the league now. We're not talking now. We're talking about the league uh, because mm-hmm. once you hit your junior season, it's fast track. Boom. You, you're going to be running and gunning. So mm-hmm. just listen to what I'm saying now. This is for uh, pros. So you have to take every moment to focus on that competing for reps because now you're going to have other guys who are going to be focused on the fact that you have 80 plus people in training camp and they only keep 53. Mm-hmm. So if you've had a long day and you've been getting your butt chewed out by coaches who are trying to get you ready and all that stuff for the preseason games, and then that phone rings and it's my sister uh, <laughs> or my brother-in-law calling, every once in a while, you're going to have to let that phone ring and go to voicemail. Mm-hmm. And I know you're a family guy, and that's going to be extremely yeah. difficult. But they will understand after you make the team and after you settled on in, why you did what you had to do, okay? Yeah. Because it's, now it's about you and focusing on you. Nothing but football to make that team and to accelerate and, and excel and make plays when the preseason games come. The only reason why I need to say that is because I didn't figure that out until way late, and it took me three years of just hardships to uh, to write that ship. I don't want you to ever have to go through the type of crap that I had to go through my time in the NFL. That's the reason why you don't hear me talk about it so much because it wasn't, it wasn't pleasant those first three years. It wasn't mm-hmm. until I figured out what I just got done explaining to you of how that yeah. NFL works that it became fun. All right? Yeah. Cool. Uh, before cool. we wrap up, you got anything you want to add? Uh, big shout out to K-Shed, Uncle K-Shed out there, you know, down the West Coast. Yeah. Um, I want to say, you know, thank you for the invite for the podcast. I know my mom, uh, she called yesterday and she goes, hey, uh, you going to be on my brother's podcast? I said, yeah. <laughs> he hit me up and I'm like, I, I mean, I love to, you know, love to be a part of something, especially if it's family like you, you know, you love to be a part of this. So got a chance to talk. Yeah, I got a chance to hear, hear the vision and see the vision. Yeah. And yep. I think you're right on track. I've always thought that. Um, before we before we go, one last question for you, okay? Who's your favorite uncle? <laughs> oh Lord! Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> I I got too many. <laughs> I can't say it. I can't say. I I get beat up. <laughs> well, for now, I guess I am. But as soon as we get off my podcast, then it's Uncle Jeremy or whoever else who's who who be like going uh partying out. This weekend with <laughs> oh lord no, no right. I, I love i love my my family members <laughs> that's what makes you so special man there is no way to answer that question yeah. um just know that that i'm always going to be right here but like i said earlier in the podcast i if i have nothing to offer you i'm going to be sitting in the background watching and being so proud of you because uh watching you turn into the uh, the young man you are it's, it's fascinating for me. Like I said, I'm living my dream through you. So I can. I wish you the best moving forward. Good luck at finals. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. All right. Uh, tell tell Anisha I said hello. I will. <laughs> hey, Miss London. Hey, little Miss London. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> so. uh, K Shed uncuffed out.